Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet following the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, gay men in Chechnya are still being rounded up, tortured, and killed. And guess what the United States is doing about it? Transgender whistleblower Chelsea Manning is free after seven years in prison. Nevada bans so-called ex-gay conversion therapy. And short film Wonder Kid tackles homophobia in competitive sports. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. As the rounding up, torture, and what amounts to state-sanctioned murder of gay men continues in the Russian Republic of Chechnya, the small Baltic nation of Lithuania, once part of the Soviet Union, is offering refuge to those gay and bisexual men fleeing persecution. Lithuania's foreign minister made the announcement this past Wednesday, coinciding with International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia. However, you know who's not? offering safe harbor to these men? The leader of freedom, the United States. The group Russia LGBT Network, who's been responsible for helping gay men escape Chechnya, says they are having difficulty securing visas that would allow these men to flee the country and find safe haven from the torture and abuse happening there. While a spokesperson for the group said they didn't want to name all of the countries not offering safe passage out of Chechnya, she did say that, quote, we were informed that the U.S. is not going to issue visas for people from Chechnya, end quote. This news is made even more disturbing as approximately 40 gay men are currently seeking refuge in more gay-friendly countries. President Donald Trump has not publicly addressed the atrocities happening in Chechnya. While U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley spoke out against the situation— Deputy Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders recently told the White House Press Corps that she was not sure if President Trump had even been briefed on the issue. You'll recall that during the 2016 presidential campaign, Donald Trump told the world he would be much better for the gays. We're waiting, Mr. President. This week, transgender whistleblower Chelsea Manning shared her first selfie on Instagram a day after her release from military prison. Accompanying the post was the caption, Okay, so here I am, everyone. Hashtag hello world. Manning was released Wednesday from military prison at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, after serving seven years for leaking classified documents to WikiLeaks. In prison since 2010, she was convicted on 20 charges, including violations of the Federal Espionage Act. During her incarceration, she came out as a transgender woman one of President Obama's last acts in office was to commute Manning's 35-year sentence. Manning, who attempted suicide a number of times, citing her treatment behind bars, and last year went on a hunger strike for gender reassignment surgery, acknowledged leaking more than 700,000 secret military and State Department documents to WikiLeaks, but said it was intended to raise public awareness about the impact of war on innocent civilians. After her release, her legal team issued a statement which read, quote, The day has finally arrived. I'm looking forward to so much, 
Whatever is ahead of me is far more important than the past. I'm figuring things out right now, which is exciting, awkward, fun, and all new for me. End quote. With so many documents being leaked today, a lot of people have strong opinions about whether this is a good thing and makes the public aware of what's actually happening in government and military, or if it just hurts our country. I won't make that call today, but I will say this. Chelsea Manning, this is your second chance. This is Act Two. Do something great with it. A Mississippi man sentenced to 49 years in prison for the murder of a transgender woman became the first federal conviction under hate crime laws enacted during President Barack Obama's administration. Joshua Vallum murdered his former partner, 17-year-old Mercedes Williamson, in 2015 after a friend told him the teenager was transgender. He was found to have planned her murder, luring her into his car. He tasered her, stabbed her multiple times with a knife, and as she tried to run away, he chased her and struck her with a hammer. Vallum pled guilty to the federal charges and asked for forgiveness. In court, he admitted knowing Williamson was transgender and had undergone sexual reassignment surgery, but had kept that a secret from everyone around him. As a member of a criminal gang, he told the court he feared he might be attacked for his relationship, so he made the decision to take Williamson's life to save his own. U.S. District Judge Louis Garola Jr. said at sentencing, quote, The taking of a human life because a person has a particular gender identity is particularly heinous and cannot be tolerated in an enlightened society, end quote. The Hate Crimes Prevention Act is named after Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr., who were both tortured and murdered in 1998, Shepard as a victim of homophobic-motivated crime, and Byrd as the victim of a racially-motivated crime. While Americans have shown increasing support for some LGBT rights, such as same-sex marriage, we've also seen an increase in the homicide of transgender people. According to GLAAD, 21 transgender women were killed in the United States in 2015, nearly all of them transgender women of color. In 2016, that number grew to 27. Here in my home state of Nevada, I'm thrilled to say that Governor Brian Sandoval signed into law this week a statewide ban barring the widely discredited practice on youth of so-called ex-gay conversion therapy. Senate Bill 201 makes it illegal for any licensed medical or mental health care provider to provide sexual orientation or gender conversion therapy to anyone under 18 years old. The measure was overwhelmingly approved in the Nevada Assembly earlier this month by a vote of 31 to 8, and in the Nevada Senate in April by a 15 to 5 vote. At the signing ceremony, Governor Sandoval declared, Conversion therapy has been disavowed by medical experts and is considered to be a non-effective method of treatment that can cause harm to an adolescent. This law will help protect some of our state's most vulnerable youth. With the law's passage, Nevada becomes the ninth state plus the District of Columbia to ban conversion therapy for youth. As regular readers of The Randy Report know, the practice of fake therapy aimed at changing an individual's sexual orientation or transgender status is considered harmful by medical and psychological institutions, including the American Psychological Association, the World Health Organization, the American Medical Association, and the American Academy of Pediatrics. Many of these groups have linked conversion therapy to depression, 
substance abuse, and even suicide. Look to Delaware to be perhaps the next state to ban ex-gay therapy for youth, as the state Senate there voted 12 to 3 this past Wednesday on legislation that would ban so-called conversion therapy. The bill now heads over to the state house. While fashion pundits have recently declared the end of the beard, a recent study shows both women and gay men find facial hair plays a big part in perceived masculinity, sexual attractiveness, and even the length of relationships. Published in March in the journal Evolution and Human Behavior, the study from the University of Queensland in Australia included over 1,500 men. The data collected indicates that facial hair produced a stronger sexual response in participants than being clean-shaven. Should I mention here that I have a beard, guys? Anyway, it's not a free-for-all, though. The data showed women find men with light stubble more attractive when it comes to one-night stands. Full beards seem to gain more support when it comes to long-term relationships. And, no surprise these days, gay men displayed an even stronger preference than women for facial hair. From the report, quote, homosexual men preferred hairier stimuli than heterosexual women, supporting past findings that homosexual men have strong preferences for masculine traits, end quote. I'd go along with that. And, many of those gay men who took part in the study indicated an attraction to mates or dates with men who had a self-similar degree of beardedness. Celebrate the fur, folks! And finally, I want to recommend a compelling short film, Wonder Kid. From director Reese Chapman, the movie tackles the very serious issue of homophobia in the world of sports. Chris Mason stars as a professional footballer in the UK wrestling with the fact that he's gay. The 30-minute short film follows Mason as he faces the stress and scrutiny of living a life in competitive sports while hiding his sexuality. As the film progresses, Mason struggles to come to terms with homophobic friends, anti-gay slurs on social media, mean anti-gay locker room antics, and his own burgeoning sexuality. Says Chapman, quote, We've created an inspiring character that knows he's gay, accepts he is gay, and wants to come out, but it's his profession that's holding him back, end quote. The film is part of the hashtag Be Yourself campaign, which raises awareness about the lack of openly gay athletes in professional sports. I highly recommend you take a watch. It's free online, and you can watch the full 30-minute film at www.wonderkidfilm.co.uk slash watch. Or just look for the link in my show notes. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ headlines via my podcast, please go to iTunes and hit the subscribe button on my page. And that way, every time I upload a new episode, it'll be sent right to you automatically for your listening ease. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I follow the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.